0: News about the Colts. News about the Pacers. Let's get right to it. Rankings for the NFL's wide receivers favor the Colts in one way. In all other ways, they do not. Pacers, they exercise their option on O'Shea Brissett. Free agency opens tomorrow. How about a Brogdon for Collins trade? That would be a huge get for the Indiana Pacers. Cubs tonight with a chance to fall into a virtual tie in the lost column with the Cincinnati Reds. They keep plummeting toward the bottom, and it's going to be garage sale time, fire sale time for Jed Hoyer and the Chicago Cubs. This is Inside Indiana Sports Now with Ken Sterling for Wednesday, June 29th. I think so. (laughs) June 29, 2021, brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. Jared Johnson is simply a genius and he knows how to look at a calendar before he does anything so he shows up on the right date. Plumbing problem, plumbing solution, call 765-610-8809. Smash that subscribe button, hit the like button, we're looking for 235. That's the uh, atomic number of the radioactive isotope of uranium, for goodness sake, 235 likes today. You want to donate? You can do that. You want to ask a question? Donate. Awesome. Love it. Do that. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Let's talk about sports. Let's talk about the Indianapolis Colts and the ranking by Pro Football Focus as they look at the wide receivers. Let, you want to start with the good news or the bad news? We'll start with the bad news because, you know what, we'll end with the good news and it's going to make everybody happy. The Indianapolis Colts Receivers Corps was ranked by Pro Football Focus to be the 25th best in the NFL. Now, that would seemingly be terrible news. That would seemingly be the kind of news that would send Chris Ballard to his office saying, my God almighty, What do I have to do to build some wide receiver weaponry for Matt Ryan? Well, the good news is that the Indianapolis Colts are ranked first in the AFC South in uh, wide receiver strength by Pro Football Focus. That is because the Titans are ranked 26th, the Jaguars are ranked 28th, and the Houston Texans are down at 30th. So the Colts despite the fact that they are really, really thin, can't count on Paris Campbell, and behind Paris Campbell you got a bunch of guys, and then secondarily you've got Alec Pierce, and hopefully he winds up being something, like a guy who can stretch a field. You're at the top of your division, and really, until you get to the playoffs, that's all that matters. If you can win your division, you get to the playoffs, you get to the tournament, And you have a chance to win once you get there. Now, the Bengals, they stand atop the NFL in terms of receiver quality and depth. That is not going to be a problem for the Colts because they don't play the Bengals until potentially in the postseason. If it winds up being a problem, that's going to wind up being a good thing because it means the Colts will have made the playoffs. Good for the Colts. Uh, I want to mention this, though. Jonathan Taylor. uh, You know what? He... Forced more missed tackles, that and this is this all gonna fit together a little bit. Jonathan Taylor forced more missed tackles than anybody in the NFL. Sixty-six. Now, from a percentage standpoint, not true. Uh, he was at about twenty percent. Uh, 0199 missed tackles per rush. The leader was at about thirty percent. Jonathan Taylor is really good at making guys miss. He had a lot of carries last year, and that's why he led in terms of total missed tackles or missed tackles forced compared to the percentage of runs that featured a missed tackle. So how this fits together, plus he had more yards after contact than anyone in the NFL had yards. Any back in the NFL. He had 1,272 yards after contact. Nick Chubb, was number two in the NFL in yards rushed, period with 12-59. twelve fifty is unbelievable. Jonathan Taylor was durable, explosive, and elusive at a level that no one else in the NFL was. He was the fastest, he forced the most missed tackles, and he played every game, I think. He may have missed one because of COVID. I don't remember. I don't think so. I think that came the year before. He's got all three of those qualities. Check, check, check. Thank you. Check, please. Um, Two things, and this is how it all comes together. Two things with Matt Ryan, where Matt Ryan is really, really good, and it's going to benefit the Colts this year. And we don't need to compare him to Carson Wentz, but what the hell else are you going to do? He does these things much better than Carson Wentz did, and he does them at an elite level, and they are intricate or integral in quarterback play consistently. And it's not about throwing the football. It's not about zip on the football. It's not about spin rate. It's not about, hey, he's going to run for 478 yards because he's not. But the two things he does very, very well at an elite level, all right, that will pay huge dividends for the Indianapolis Colts. He has predictable footwork and pocket depth. And this, you can't believe how important this is to tackles. They need to know where a quarterback is going to set up and that he can step up. That's critical to a tackle doing his job correctly, whether it's on the right side or the left side, but especially the left side where the Colts, they're going to be a little bit challenged this year with Matt Pryor and Bernard Ryman. All right? You got to know where your quarterback's going to be if you're going to block for him. And with Carson Wentz, you just flat did not know from drop back to drop back where he was going to set his pocket. Matt Ryan's footwork, getting to the pocket and staying in the pocket or stepping up in the pocket, is really consistent, and that's going to be huge. And then Matt Ryan is one of the most deceptive practitioners of the play action fake in the NFL. That's going to be huge. Because he's got Jonathan Taylor back there, and every defensive coordinator that the Colts play against, as long as Jonathan Taylor is healthy, knock wood, is going to devote all kinds of attention to stopping Taylor. He is the ambient guy with this offense for opposing defensive coordinators, linebackers, DBs, defensive fronts. They're all going to have their eye on Jonathan Taylor. So that that play-action fake... Stick it in, there st- tuck it in, suck it out. That doesn't sound right. That, uh let that settle for a minute and wash those images from your from your imagination. That is going to allow guys to get intermediate depth and open immediate depth for receivers. That's gonna be a big deal because st- safeties, linebackers, they're gonna cheat a little bit on that play-action play fake, and Matt Ryan's going to have more room to get the ball on time and on target to Mo Ali Cox, Jelani Woods, Kylan Granson, Naheem Hines, Michael Pittman Jr., Paris Campbell, and Ella Cross. That's going to be huge for the Colts. It's the little things. It's the small details that separate a good team from a great team, a mediocre team from a good team, and a bad team from a mediocre team. And Matt Ryan dots the I's and crosses the T's, as well as anybody else in the National Football League. All right, let's talk about the Pacers. Hello. Pacers, they exercised their option to keep O'Shea Brissett. This would normally not be a big deal, but the Pacers roster isn't very deep. And so to be able to get depth like O'Shea Brissett at the cost that they have at $1.846 million, for this upcoming season, that's a big deal. O'Shea Brissett is is one of those guys, you don't need him till you do, but if you got four other guys on the floor simultaneously with O'Shea Brissett who can play, O'Shea Brissett isn't going to kill you. And it's key to have guys like that around who work hard, and O'Shea Brissett does that. He's only 24 years old, he's He's a wing, he rebounds a little bit, he can shoot the three a little bit, he can do everything a little bit. If you got a guy like that playing 23, 24 minutes like he has for the Pacers the last two years, that ain't good. You don't want that. But if you've got a guy like O'Shea Brissett playing you 12 minutes, you're in really good shape. O'Shea Brissett, uh, never going to the Hall of Fame, ever, ever, ever. But he's going to make a lot of money in the NBA because he's going to be a guy where when you put him into the game, you don't fall apart. And that's a big deal for the Pacers. Now, uh, a trade is being bandied about in NBA, because this is what they do. This is the time. Right free agency starts tomorrow. The draft occurred last Thursday. We got a lot of time to yap about all kinds of crazy things that could transpire or may not. A trade between the Indiana Pacers and Atlanta Hawks, Malcolm Brogdon for John Collins, would, would skew so heavily favored toward the Pacers, it's hard to believe the Hawks would make that kind of deal. But, as we know from watching the NBA as, as closely in the offseason as we do during the regular season, and frankly, closer this offseason than we did during the Pacers' regular season last year because they were terrible, in part because of Malcolm Brogdon, this is might be a deal that gets done. Malcolm Brogdon, a guy who averaged 19 points, five rebounds, five assists. On paper, he looks pretty good. On the floor, like our, our super fan this morning said, he's slow. He can shoot it, but he's slow, and he's not much of a leader, and he seems not to like basketball very much. But the Hawks don't know that. John Collins is a guy who's capable, at least he was in his third season in the league two years ago. He is capable of a 20 and 10 season. That would be really nice. And then all of a sudden you pay him with Isaiah Jackson, and you got a front court that's pretty damn dynamic. And then you look at the free agents. Tomorrow, free agency opens in the NBA. None of the deals can become official for like a week, but tomorrow at six o'clock, they can start making deals. And they they can start coming to agreements in principle, not signing them, but agreeing. DeAndre Ayton would be really interesting for the Pacers if they could find a way. They got about 23 million dollars in cap space, or 22.7, according to Track. DeAndre Ayton is going to be a four-year, 131 million dollar guy. That's about 32 million dollars apiece or per year. So that's not an easy level for anybody to get to. The Pacers, in terms of practical cap space, are third in the NFL with that 20 uh, that $22.7 million. They are behind Detroit and Orlando. But if they can find a way to work it so DeAndre Ayton can come here and you trade Brogdon for Collins and you've got Benedict Matherin and you've got Chris Duarte and You've got uh, Tyrese Halliburton. You know what? And Isaiah Jackson. All of a sudden, you got a front court. You got a back court. TJ McConnell. You feel pretty good about, it and could all of a sudden be very competitive in the NBA. Very young, very competitive, very dynamic. It would be really interesting, and is going to be really interesting to see how that trade might be made. The Collins Brogdon trade. Malcolm's from Atlanta. So it would be a homecoming for him, kind of like Terry McLaurin would have been coming here, right? And Aiton coming here somehow or another. If you can, like, spin Turner out to Phoenix, you think they've watched? You know what? Maybe they've only seen the part of Miles Turner playing for the Pacers where he wasn't playing, and he is an exceptionally uh, supportive teammate. And they think, by God, this... Look at how he supports his teammates. We have got to get a hold of this guy. Let's put him on the team. We put him on the floor for 35 minutes, and then for the other 13, he is going to lift us. He's going to lift his teammates, and they're going to play better because of the support that he provides. And look at the way he dresses on the sidelines. He is a master. Goodness sake. It could happen. Uh, Cubs tonight versus the Reds, 8.05. Indianapolis Times, 7.05 on the north side of Chicago at 10.60 West Addison, for goodness sake. Uh, the Cubs could pull even with the Reds in terms of losses. They could lose their 47th game tonight. Reds have 47. Nats, they lead the National League with 48 losses. The A's, the worst team in baseball, at 25 and 52. But don't let that hold the Cubs back or your hopes that the Cubs could completely fall apart and become the worst franchise in Major League Baseball this season, not just because of what they are now and what they assembled, what Hoyer assembled for this season, but what they'll become when they have the fire sale and they trade everybody. It's going to be fantastic. So much fun to watch. Idiots! And one of the best teams in baseball. And all you got now is a guy like John Shambi and these paid toadies who, t- who, who try to you know put lipstick on this pig because they get paid by the Cubs, so you get no honest media coverage whatsoever on marquee or from anybody tethered to the team. Thank God for Paul Sullivan of the Tribune, who continues to tell the truth. David Haw continues to tell the truth on 670 The Score. Good, because somebody's got to tell the truth that you cannot have drafts like the Cubs did 2016 through 2020, and hope to contend at any time. Terrible drafts, terrible farm system. Now they have to sell all their pieces to put more talent in the farm system so that in three years they're competitive again. Great work, Jed. Nice work. Tomorrow, oh man, wait a minute. This is Optimism Wednesday. And I just closed with a dire prediction for the Cubs. What am I doing anyway? Optimism Wednesday. Colts, we're optimistic, right? Pacers, we're really optimistic. Cubs, we're very cynical. What are you going to do? Enjoy the rest of your Optimism Wednesday. Cathedral at Fisher's tonight. High school scrimmage. I can't wait to see it.